0: Most doctors are concerned about your bad cholesterol, but a recent study is raising the interest in good cholesterol. Here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey with more. Thank you, Chris. Our guest is Dr. Steve Nichols from the Cleveland Clinic, which conducted the study of HDL, or good cholesterol. Let's start with just a thumbnail sketch of what your study found and why it was a bit surprising to you.
1: We wanted to look at the impact of statin drugs on the change in plaque statins. Drugs that are used by a lot of people in the community To lower the levels of bad cholesterol And we know that if you can get your bad cholesterol Or your LDL as low as possible That that can have a very beneficial impact On the amount of plaque in your arteries
0: And statins are things like Lipitor or Zocor Exactly, exactly
1: But we wanted to ask another question Which was, were statins having positive effects On factors apart from just lowering levels of bad cholesterol? And we look to see, in particular, whether the very small amounts of increases in the level of HDL, which is the good form of cholesterol, predicted any part of the benefit that we saw with statins on the effect of plaque. And in fact, they did. For a long time, we've known that the statins are very good at lowering levels of LDL cholesterol by more than 50%. At the same time, they'll raise HDL cholesterol by maybe five or ten percent at most and i think most of us in the field have questioned for a number of years whether that really is associated with any benefit what we found was that even those small rises in hdl were contributing to the benefit in terms of slowing the growth of plaque and in fact starting to promote the possibility that if you can get your hdl increase up over 8, 9, 10 percent, which really isn't all that much, it was contributing to actually getting rid of some plaque in the coronary artery. So that was quite a surprising finding.
0: So in effect, high levels of good cholesterol can unclog your arteries and basically reverse heart disease.
1: It certainly appears to be that they can start to have that impact.
0: I seem to recall reading somewhere that exercise can have a positive effect on HDL. Is that accurate?
1: Absolutely. The bottom line is that the first line of any therapeutic approach to preventing heart disease is diet and exercise. And what we know is that diet and exercise, particularly when they result in weight loss, can be associated with modest rises in HDL. Now again, we're talking about that 10% range which people traditionally wouldn't have thought was all that much that may be very important because it may be promoting the right type of
0: HDL to be generated. For those people who are not already on statin drugs, there is something called niacin, which is a type of vitamin, I guess. Some people say there is a flushing sensation when you take that, but there are flush-free versions. Do those boost good cholesterol as much as statins or more than statins?
1: Well, in fact, more. So of the currently available approaches to raising levels of HDL, Niacin is the most effective. If you can tolerate it and get up to reasonable doses of about 2 grams a day, you can raise your levels of HDL by up to 30%. Wow! And we know that if you take a start low, go slow kind of approach, that many patients can slowly build up to very effective doses of niacin without the flushing really being that big a problem. In addition, there are a number of new versions of the drug which appear to be associated with A much smaller chance of flushing and so any development in that field that could increase the ability to get more and more people onto higher doses of niacin would be a big step forward in trying to help us prevent heart disease.
0: Now do people need to be concerned taking niacin? Do they need to be monitored with liver tests and so forth as they would if they were taking statin drugs?
1: They do. The other thing is that niacin, particularly at high doses, can Increase the chances of having high levels of blood sugar and a very small increase in the incidence of diabetes, but we're talking about very small rates. We're talking about patients who are being followed, and so they're being screened for these types of things with regular blood tests. And So part of the routine process of treating a patient with niacin long-term would be checking their liver function
0: and also checking their blood sugar levels. So people shouldn't just go out to the drugstore and buy niacin and figure, I'm just going to take plenty of it and see what happens?
1: Yeah, I think that the best approach to trying to prevent heart disease is a coordinated approach of lifestyle modification as the first step with drugs is clearly a secondary step. Now, the ideal situation, I think it's something that you should enter upon in an informed manner, having discussed it with your doctor, to try and reduce your chances of having a heart attack.
0: Very interesting information. Dr. Steve Nichols from the Cleveland Clinic, thank you for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that wraps up another week of InfoTrack. Our InfoTrack team of reporters includes Taryn McCall, Roy Mackey and Jim Anthony Executive Producer Randy Meyer and I'm Chris Whitting Internet Services provided by Pair.com Visit us online at TalkZone.com InfoTrack is produced by Syndication Networks Corporation We'll see you next week right here on InfoTrack